Welcome to the Grace Hill Podcast, a weekly podcast of our Sunday messages driven by our pastor. Grace Hill exists to bring God's biblical truth to your everyday life. As we begin this week's message, we invite you to open your Bibles and capture what God has in store for you today. Over the last few weeks, we've been walking through Isaiah 9 and verse 6, and it says this, it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so here we are tonight at the culmination of this entire series, wrapping it up with the phrase Prince of Peace. But let's, let's take a quick moment in case you've missed parts to, to backtrack. So we first said that, that he, was, he had to be born because it revealed his humanity to us. He had to be born. And then he had to be given. So it was the son from God. So it reveals to us his deity, that he is both man and God in one person. And it's kind of a crazy concept to wrap our minds around. Uh, And and, and we we worked through some of that and saying, here's here's how that that kind of plays out. So he had to be born and he had to be given. And then we talked, Lauren talked about that he was our wonderful counselor. And it wasn't that, that he was just this counsel from afar or from a distance, but that we can know him as our wonderful counselor. And then she made a statement that said, God would not give his son a name that he did not rightfully deserve. So every name that is given, every name that we read, and every name that is stated that we've walked through in this series is a name that he actually lives out and fulfills. So then we talked about how he is, is, is our everlasting father. Actually, we didn't. We talked about that he was a mighty God. So we went in order, in case you were wondering. We said that he was the mighty God. I said that Jesus is the embodiment of mighty God. Again, speaking back to his deity and the fact that, that he is God. And we talked about how he, is, he was there at the beginning of all time and the beginning of all things, that, that, that in the beginning was the word and the word is Jesus and that, that he, is the, the, he was there as mighty God in creation and that he has always been. Just, just when we think of God the Father, we know that the Son has always been as well. And so then last, yesterday, man, I was about to say last week, this is throwing me off being a day later, right? I'm just like... It's just deja vu kind of thing, just in the evening. Yesterday, we talked about the fact that he is our everlasting father. And so we, we introduced the idea yesterday into, our, in, into this passage that, that this verse would be common political propaganda language. This would be common language used by kings and kingdoms to express how great they are to try to sell themselves and their kingdom to the people around them. So they would say, these are common words. This is common language used in, in, the, in, in the world during that time, the Jewish world, to say, I am the father of my people, right? Because the idea of the father would be the provider, the protector, the, 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 the love giver, right? And so the idea of a king being expressed, expressing himself as the father of the people is, is something that is appealing, and so as Isaiah is writing this, he's saying he's not just a, a king that is coming that, that as we read, you know, everlasting, you know, long live the king, we, we understand his reign to end. No, no, no. He is truly the fulfillment of the prophecy given. 
So he is the actual embodiment of God, the Messiah being sent to us and given. And so here we are now understanding that this is political language that Isaiah is using to pique interest of people as they hear his prophecy, as God leads them to speak this about the Messiah that is coming. And he's saying, this is not just another king coming in the line of David. This is the true fulfillment of the prophecy that is yet to come. And so here we are, Prince of Peace. Sar Shalom. Because I have to throw the Hebrew in, right? Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace. And here's the cool thing about this idea of, of Sar Shalom, is that this is not a, an idea of peace that comes from somebody who is weak or timid. This is military force bringing peace. It's kind of crazy thought when you think of it in those terms. You're like, hmm, that seems different, right? I think of it like this. I remember growing up in, in, here in North Texas, growing up in Garland, I used to enjoy when big storms would come, right? How many of y'all know we have big storms here? You may not be familiar, uh, but they come through periodically and we have big storms, right? And so I, I, would, I loved as a child standing on the front porch of our house on Rustic Ridge in Garland, Texas, looking out... <laughs> Do you know where Rustic? I'm okay. We'll talk later. Uh, so we'll, we'll figure that out. Standing on the front porch, watching as the storms would come in, and there was always something interesting that would happen. There would be a calm before the storm, but it was not a peaceful calm, right? Because it was this eerie understanding that something was coming. And then there was this crazy storm that would hit. And I remember watching time and time again, turning on the news because the TV was just right there behind the door or whatever, seeing the weatherman talk about, here's where it's coming. This is what you can expect. And watching the storms blow in and just crazy, you know, hail coming down and high winds and all of these different things. And the storms roll in, the, the sky draws dark, and it's just this heavy storm and it is violent. It is, it is turbulent. It is shaking things. The lightning hits and the thunder shakes and the house, you feel it rattle and you're going, oh man, I hope we make it out of this alive. And I remember as a child having those moments of surreal fear. Uh, it was going, this is how it ends for me. I'm eight years old and I haven't made it out of third grade yet. And this storm is the end of my life. Oh. <sighs> Was it really worth it? You know, like these are the kind of thoughts I'm having as an eight-year-old as the storms are coming in. But the most incredible thing would happen as the storm passes, there's a different kind of calm. There's a peace. The birds are singing. The blue skies break through. The sun shines. And there is this sense of calm that comes over. This is the same idea that we find in the Prince of Peace. That even in the midst of the storm and the battle that's raging, we know that there's this subtle calm that can carry us through. There's two things that I want to point out real fast in the idea of, of, of the prince of peace. First of all, there is no enemy too great for the peace of Jesus. There's no enemy too great for the peace of Jesus. You may be in the middle of the worst storm in your life. You may be in the middle of the worst battle you've ever walked through and the hardest, most difficult thing you've ever faced and been up against. And I can tell you this right now, it is not too big for Jesus. 
Like I said, this, this peace is, is coming by the victor. It's coming by the battle being raised and being won because after that, there is now peace in the kingdom. There is now peacetime in the land, right? We have, we have war and we have peacetime. And this is saying he is the prince of that peace. He is this powerful protector of his people who brings peace. And there is no enemy too great that can squelch or take away that peace because Jesus is greater. Here's what I think happens oftentimes is that our, our understanding of the situation is skewed by our perception. It's skewed by our perception. If I was to take somebody who had no understanding of perception and no understanding of the universe, it would be hard to find, yet I'm sure if I dug deep enough, we could find somebody, right? And, and, and if I was to say, okay, look at the earth you're standing on, okay? And I'll look at the sun, but not too long because you hurt your eyes. Look at the sun, which is bigger? And if he has no concept or understanding of perception, of depth, or, or understanding of the universe and, and the solar system that we live in, he would probably say something along the lines of, well, look, that sun looks like I can fit it in my hands. This ground that I'm standing on, this earth is vast, it's huge, it's large. I, I can't see the end of it from where I stand. Well, there's a problem with perception, right? Because the earth is so close to him, he views it as greater than the sun, he views it as greater than this, this massive, massive star, comparatively speaking, to the world we live in and live on, so that there is no understanding of the fact that the sun is greater than the earth he's standing on. We do the same thing with our problems far too often, with the storms we're in and the battles we're in. We draw them in so close to us that all we can see within our, in our vision and all our perception gains is the, the simple fact that we view this issue and this, this struggle that we're up against as huge. It is larger than life. And in the process, what we've done is we've set Jesus over here and he looks so small and distant. And he's saying, Hey, I'm actually bigger than that problem. I'm bigger than that problem. If you will refocus and reassess and realize that I can bring peace, if you'll just allow me readjust your perception, readjust how you're viewing the problem, readjust how you see things and allow Jesus to be seen as greater than the problem you're facing. He is the Prince of Peace. He has the victory. He wants to overcome so that you find peace, not only just in your heart, but he wants peace in your home. He wants peace in your workplace. He wants peace in your lives. And the only way to do so is to place Jesus in the rightful place. The only way to do so is to place Jesus in the rightful place. And the second thing is this, he will fight for you to have peace. He will fight for you to have peace. If there's anything I've learned over the years, and, and I don't know it all, and I don't claim to know it all, and I will never know it all. I, I understand that. Uh, and, but I've learned some things in my time on this earth. In all 34 years of my living, I've learned this. Jesus loves you more, period. You can put whatever else after that. Jesus loves you more. So when you think that, that all is lost and that there's no hope for you, I promise you Jesus is willing to fight for you to find peace. In fact, I know he is. In fact, I'll, I'll say this. He is willing to lay down his life so that you can have peace. And he already did. And he already did. 
In order for you to have peace, Jesus said, you know what? I I am willing to give up my place in heaven in this moment right now. I am willing to go to earth to take on humanity, to take on all that they feel as I go to the cross, to carry every sin in this world, to be beaten before I get there and to hang there and to die so that I can prove that I am willing to fight for you to have peace. And then he didn't stop there. This is the greatest part is that as we read in the New Testament that when Jesus died, it says that he ascended into the depths. So he, he goes down to hell and he fights. He actually fought and he won the keys to, to the grave and, and he won the keys of sin. He defeated sin. He defeated the devil so that you could have eternal life. He defeated death so that you could live forever. And then he comes back and he resurrects and he shows that he is victorious because he is willing to fight for you to have peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And he's not willing to sit idly by and hope you make it on your own. He wants to bring the peace. He wants to bring peace. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Grace Hill is always about knowing God and growing in God, and we want to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or a question, you can email us at info at gracehill.cc.